You are listening to Reconnecting the Dot Podcast, and I'm your host, Abdurrahman Anifoshe. Once again, I want to engage and empower you to become the best version of yourself through this podcast, and I hope it benefits you. Take a listen to this week's episode and let me know what you think. Alright, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Welcome to another week's episode of Reconnected Adult Podcast. And uh, I am your host, Abdurrahman. And um, this is episode 20. And this is actually going to be an exclusive episode, which is the Meet the Ufat. And I have uh, with me on the show today, um, I have two wonderful individuals, which I have the pleasure to introduce them. I have Afid Abdullah Olakoko and Afid Fatima Abidogu. Um, before we proceed, how are you doing today, Fatima and um, I'm doing uh, great, Alhamdulillah. How are you doing yourself? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very fine. It's good to have you on the show. And yourself, Abdullah? Um, Assalamu alaikum. I am doing well, Alhamdulillah. Um, my pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be on this amazing podcast. Thank you. It's good to have you back again because I know I uh, you were you were previously on one of the one of the segments I brought you on. So inshallah, um, before we proceed, I want to also use this um, opportunity to uh, give thanks to Almighty Allah for keeping you on high and every one of our viewers and listeners um, till date because it's indeed a blessing for us to all be here today and um, I really do appreciate all of you know your critical feedbacks and all of the comments they're very really they're, they're really encouraging and I really you know thank all of my listeners and, and, and viewers and subscribers so without further ado um today inshallah we will be exploring um the the journey and you know the uh, the memorization of the Quran Side. This show is uh, is about you know um, you know individuals who have been privileged and have been blessed by Allah's mercy to have to memorize the Quran, and um, which is the reason why I um, I dedicated this this segment for that. So. Um, so let me start with you, Abdullah. Um, so we all know that the Quran is a noble book and a guide for us, uh, for every Muslims. So can you tell me and tell all of our listeners about your your first day of the memorization? How does it start? So okay, um, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Um, so actually. My first day of memorization, I cannot uh, particularly remember that, but I do remember my first day of the Hifz journey. Um, the reason why I do not mem- uh, remember my first day of memorization is because I've been memorizing since I was at least um, three or four years old, memorizing small surahs like Surah Nas, Falak, and those short surahs in Jazamma. But um, when we dis- when my parents decided um, it was time for me to go to um, Hift school at Masjid Mu'minin, 
Um, I do remember it was on Sir Nedjim actually, and it was the first page, and and um, I had memorized one page before coming to, to class. I just got into class, I revised it, made sure it was perfect so I could read to the teacher, and um, one teacher, and I was feeling proud of myself. I was like, wow, I thought I, I had accomplished something great there, <laughs> and then. <laughs> and I see people around me memorizing three plus pages, revising 20 pages in one day. And I'm like, wow, I haven't even begun. I haven't even done anything. And it was really amazing. It was like an eye opener. It was like, wow, this is the journey that lies ahead. So that's what I remember of my of memorization. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you for sharing that. So, um... Um, Hafid of Fatima. So, what does a day look like for you um, in terms of, you know, you starting to memorize the Quran? You know, what was the challenges you faced? And how did you also start, you know, your journey, you know, in the memorization of the Quran? Yeah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. For, uh, for me, um, similarly to half of Abdullah, I started when I was really young, around you know, that kindergarten three-year-old uh, phase. I suddenly started. I started picking up some of the um, you know easier surahs, Fatiha, things like that. And um, as I grew older, um, I went to school uh, when I was uh, living overseas. I went to school that was a hip um, school. And so it was part of like, we did that alongside our, you know, academics. And as time went on, I went to, when I came to America, I started doing, I went to Iman Academy and there, there wasn't exactly like uh, established HIFT program. So a lot of the HIFT I had to do at that time was um, at home with my mom um, and with my parents pretty much. And pretty much going to um, things like TTY, which was our, uh, Saturday school we had at Meshimut Minin and um, as time went on I also then went to a newer school which had a health program before my parents decided to uh, go ahead and take me to the uh, Munin health program and um, I just remember since uh, I had a sibling my elder brother had actually been to uh, the Munin health program before me and I, I just remember all the stories he used to tell me about how many pages they were doing for revision and pages they were doing for memorization and how everyone was like really serious about their heart and and so prior to going i was actually pretty nervous because uh before this time i don't think i had ever sat down in one sitting and revised like five pages and just read it to someone so it was pretty shocking to me how um easily they were like discussing um how many pages and how much content of the Quran they were doing at one time so it was intriguing and uh, allowed me to be nerve-wracked at the same time but as far as um, a day in uh, a day during my fall time as far as that goes I want to say um, the day started off really early um, we woke up you know prayed Fajr and right after that probably had like breakfast and we were heading to Mashimu Mini so um, I remember the morning ride to the Mexico was very critical for me and uh, my siblings because that time was a time that we got, 
you probably gotten the best revision that you would get before you read your lesson to your teacher. So that time was extremely critical just because it helped a lot. And then throughout the day, um, we would continue memorizing and revising and then do academics later at night. Wow. So um, this is a follow-up question for, for you and um, for Hafiz Abdullah and Hafiz Fatima. So the follow-up question is that... Um, let me start with you, Fatima. So I know, um, so I know you you you, you mentioned now that um, you also obviously started at the early stage of your life to start to you know uh, memorize like the the little surahs and the ones you could know and all that. And I know you actually mentioned something about before you moved to America. So would you say that? So so where where were you before? You know coming to America and to actually continue that journey or that pathway that, um, you know, put you on that path to actually becoming, you know, after the Quran. So like, were you, were you somewhere, were you, what part of the world were you before you came, you know, to the U.S. to continue? Right. So um, before I came to America, I actually lived in Saudi Arabia. I was actually born there. Um, okay. Yes, <laughs> I was actually born in Saudi Arabia, and I moved to America when I was about um, seven, eight years old. Okay. And so um, the entire time I was there, uh, Alhamdulillah, as we all know, Saudi is an Islamic country, yeah. very surrounded Absolutely. and very influenced by the Quran. And so, hmm. um, but even prior to this, I want to say that my main my main uh or the main thing that pushed me towards you know getting close to friend my friend was my mother because um even before i even went to uh, quran schools or his schools in saudi or anything of the sort my mom was already teaching me whatever quran she knew all the quran she knew when i was a kid and so like from then on um that's when i began to oh um like that's when my mom began to put me in you know those fields for and schools and um uh, tried to get me to you know uh, better my friend to read and things of the sort but i would say that my mom's uh my mom's uh love for the quran really was what inspired me and what inspired me that's very good alhamdulillah alhamdulillah that's so so um I know you were for a long time. You were in Cairo, right? And um, sometimes I do have conversations with you know um, friends, families. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a there's a cousin of mine in New Jersey. I did because I love I love Hafiz Quran and I love Hafiz Quran. I mean, those who actually have memorized Quran, I love them for the sake of Allah. And I I always. You know, each time I see, you know, those that have memorized the Quran, I'm always super happy and super, super energized to actually want to listen to them, you know. And and uh, as a result of all of this passion, I did encourage my cousin to actually um, enroll our kids, you know, in school to go memorize the Quran. I mean, I just, I just did it somehow. I encouraged them. Alhamdulillah, today, <laughs> they actually, you know, completed, you know, the memorization of the Quran. So That's now, so yeah, Alhamdulillah. So that question to you now, 
Afid Abdullah is, I know you were in Cairo for a long time. All right. So at what point do you have to um, go to Cairo or can you explain like the different kind of stages that, you know, anyone that has to embark on that journey would do? Because the question that always comes to mind, I mean, when I have conversations sometimes, like, okay, how then, how then do you, do they juggle with academic school and, and going to memorize the Quran? How, how, how does this, this part of it work? So I wanted to share, uh, you know, more light on that. Okay. Um, um, it's actually funny because I've, I've never actually thought about explaining my story in stages, but that is actually what I'm going to do now. So obviously the first stage is um, your parents motivating you from a young age, just um, as Hafidha Fatima said, like just um, your parents teaching you what they know and just putting the love of the Quran in your heart, you know, just reading those small surahs. And obviously enrolling me, in, I went to many Quran schools as Fatima did too, growing up like Iman Academy and North School, etc. But the, I feel like the major step that, that led me to start memorizing uh, very seriously was obviously enrolling me at Masjid al-Mu'mineen during TT. And during my first few months there, I remember I was not actually, I was progressing, but it wasn't that much of a difference um, towards um, what I had been doing at other schools. And it, I think okay. when I reflect on it, it's mainly because at that moment I hadn't taken ownership. My mom likes to say that phrase. I didn't take ownership of what I was doing. I was just doing it because I was told to do it. it. And um, it's like, it's my new school, but I wasn't taking ownership of it. And um, I can remember it was like around, after I finished like six or seven juz, eight juz. And um, one day I just got home I don't know what had changed. My dad claims it's because he went to Hajj and he went to make dua for me. And that's what my teacher says too. Okay, um, okay. But, <laughs> but I remember <laughs> one day I just went home and I went to my parents' um, room and I just started memorizing, like, seriously, like, because before then I would do half a page, three quarters of a page. I just sat down for, like, an hour and I memorized a page. I was like, wow, I can actually do this. I was wow. so proud of myself. So I remember from that point on, everything just increased exponentially. Like I was just memorizing a lot. Like I could memorize two pages in one day. And hmm. it, it, that I remember it went like that for a while. And I memorized around 10 to 13 just in the Muminin program. Um, I had finished um, memorizing oh. okay. 13 just with the Muslim Muminin program. And um, at that point, my parents were also thinking of different ways to elevate um, 
my relationship with the Quran. So they decided to actually send me to Egypt, even though I'd already finished 20 juz of the Quran with one teacher. So okay. sending me to wow. Egypt, it wasn't more, it wasn't uh, for the memorization benefits. That's why I like to believe. It was more to get closer to the Quran, improve my tajweed, improve my Arabic, learn more about the relationship between the hadith and the Quran and just learn more about Islam in general. So I actually completed the Quran in Egypt where I, I, I like I said, I improved my tajweed. Um, I learned Arabic um, to some extent. And, right. and um, in general, I just feel like Egypt also played a big role in me being able to uh, love the Quran. I remember in Egypt, although I was already passionate for the Quran before I left for Egypt, it also grew to another level. Like I would stay up in the middle of the night memorizing so that I could achieve my goal. And that's something that I wouldn't really do in in America. So hmm. obviously changing your environment helps you helps um, you to to, to 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 achieve more yes to achieve more but alhamdulillah so so so, so there, there's something actually missing maybe maybe half of the fatima will be able to talk about that so like so how do you, how do you then you know um strike the balance between your your academic year of school and um and um the quran the memorizing because because the memorizing of the quran it's it takes a lot of you know commitment concentration and focus and so as the academic as well so and of course at the end of the day i know that you know parents want their the children or their kids to be um academically educated okay to be academically sound and also to have the quranic education as well so I want you to talk about that, you know, half of the Fatima. So, like, how do you strike the balance? Like, so how does how does it work? Do you have to take time off from your academic, from your school, and then, you know, focus, dedicated, or you you just focus on on, on the memorizing of the Quran? So how 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 does that happen? I would actually say um, that it's that you can actually do both at the same time. Okay. Um, when I was in TTH, the uh, Teach Them Health program at Mashmuminin, we right. actually did our morning classes. Our morning classes were Quran. We did from the morning to around Dhuhr time. And after Dhuhr, yeah. let's say maybe Maghrib, Asurish, we did um, our academics. So we had, um, we most of us did, uh, we were all enrolled in like homeschool programs. And there we actually had um, someone uh, from our community that would help us and tutor us with our instructions and our, our schoolwork. And okay. uh, looking back at, you know, my uh, journey and all the schools that I went to to learn RN, every single school or institution that I went to to learn and memorize RN, I was doing my academics alongside of that memorization. So yes, I would never say that the, your RN will hinder your education in any way. Sure, right. you do have to have um, a, like a, a new sense of responsibility. Absolutely. And this is something that you will grow to have um, after you've done this or for a couple of years. But um, 
I would say that doing them both is 100% possible and um, that the Quran rather than even hindering your academics will help you improve because as you're memorizing the Quran you're gaining so many skills you're gaining you know, memorization Absolutely. skills Absolutely. you're also um, at times learning the translation and um, it in turn will improve um, your studying and allow you to even at some times focus better so I do think that it's definitely possible to do them both at the same time uh, just to add on to what she said okay um when I, like she said, at the Muminin Health Program, um, right. that's when I started homeschooling. And okay. really, like she said, it doesn't hinder you. It actually helps you move forward. forward. I can remember the old, the older kids at the Health Program. They all, they received honors. They were smarter than they, they got better test scores than people in the state in the city. Um, myself, I had never been that much focused, being uh, accomplishing that much work at a time, and um, unlike Fatima, though, um, there was a time where when I said, like I said, when I went to Egypt, Egypt. it was purely Quran, Arabic, and Islam. Islam, and and I did not do any academics for six months, but when I came home. It was very easy to catch up. It was just half of seventh grade. Um, I spent like two to three weeks catching up. Um, okay. as, as she said, you you develop a new sense of responsibility. You don't want to lack behind. And it's That's very right. easy to do. And it's it's doable. Everything right. is doable. You just have to put your mind to it and pray to, to, it. To, make, to, to, to make it, it easy. easy. So, 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 so tell me, so at, at what point, at what point do you, do you then, you know, um, um, uh, learn about the Hadith? So, because I know you actually mentioned about, you know, um, you know, um, also, uh, memorizing the Hadith and also, um, uh, learning about the Hadith as well. So, is he at, at the point where you complete the memorization of the Quran and then you move to the face. So is it, is it in phases or how does it work exactly? So, because I know, you know, it's, it's the Quran, it's it's a different ball game on its own, right? And the Adid is another different um, aspect, which all is all a comparison, it's all knowledge to actually help, you know, you know, the, the uh, the Quranic um, orientation or education that has been obtained or gained. So I just wanted to um, explain, you know, better to the audience so they can probably understand, okay, at what stage do you uh, memorize the Quran and at what stage do you then move to face of either memorizing the Hadith or learning about the Hadith. So how does these two work together? So I would say it's actually an ongoing thing. Obviously, side the by basic, side? Yeah, it's side by side. Okay. Um, obviously, you have to know the base. Being able to read Arabic, you know, and when you're mature enough, you can start. Well, not even as even as a child from a, from my young ages, even before I went to head program, I would know some very popular hadith like 
لا يؤمن أحدكم قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب الأخي ما يحب لنفسه like um, those type of hadiths that you not love uh, you're not no one has believed until you love for your brother what you love for yourself hmm. those hadiths you learn them as a child in your Islamic schools schools and, and as you're memorizing the Quran you'll be seeing ayahs that will that that accompany this this hadith or or reflect this hadith being practiced or just in general it'll it's something you do it's not you do one then you do the other it's just you, how much time you put into both so into both. yes and um uh, uh um a companion once asked the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam um that um, they should describe the character of Prophet Muhammad and Aisha said that he's a walking Quran that uh, I'm paraphrasing I'm not sure exactly how it went but I'm paraphrasing so these stories this hadith not from the Prophet but these stories let you know how the Quran and the hadith um, are related to each other and the hadith helps explain the Quran a lot Right, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, Fatima, so you want to add something to that? Yes, I actually do. Yeah, so I definitely do agree with um, Abdullah that, um, you know, the, uh, for example, some of those earlier hadiths that we learn, a lot of them we learn in our Islamic schools, some of them we pick from our mothers, things like, oh, um, oh, eat with your right hand. Those uh, small, small hadiths, we've, all, we've already picked, We a lot of us have picked up a lot of those, you know, prior to even starting on our Hifz journey, right? Right. And, but I do think that, but uh, at the same time, at the same time, after we memorized, um, at least for me, Umin also had a Hafaz program. This was like a post Hafaz program where we would come into the masjid, let's say like twice, twice a week on the weekends. And we would have uh, fiqh classes where we would discuss lots of hadith or would do more of that Islamic studies. Some of the things that we weren't necessarily focused on essentially while we were memorizing. Okay. And... So um, even furthermore, we had the Ramadan program, so we did uh, the tafsir of the Quran. And I think personally that tafsir is extremely, extremely important because you can memorize as much of the Quran as possible, but what's really important is being able to apply it in your life. As Abdullah mentioned Mm. prior, the Prophet's character was that of the Quran. And so, as people who memorize the Quran, it's also kind of our duty um, to essentially understand it, learn the tafsir, and be able to apply it in our lifetime. Um, I believe there was a story of the Prophet I mentioned that uh, one of the Sahabas of the Prophet, um, it would take him very long, like months, to memorize a an ayah because they did not move on from that area of the Quran until they had applied it into their lives. Hmm. And I feel like that's extremely important because the hadith, the teachings of the prophet, all of that ties into, you know, being a student of knowledge. knowledge. And um, with that in mind, um, I feel like, yeah, learning the hadith 
is is an ongoing journey because at times you know you just research something about Islam it's like oh I'm curious about this topic and you learn a new hadith right there so I do Correct. feel like that in that sense that area of um, gaining knowledge is you know almost like endless and right. it's something we have to uh, do continuously and consistently to be able to you know um, apply it seamlessly into our lives Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. This is this is really beautiful. This is really really a um, a wonderful journey. And honestly, I must I must commend you both because um, the Quran is is not something you can just pick up and just you know um, read and then you just drop. You have to. It's about commitment. It's about you know the love for the book. It's about um, the commitment and in the intention for the sake of Allah. And um, I pray that Allah continue to make it easy for you and make it easy for me too. Amen. So I I have um, you know one or two more questions before we end the, you know this segment. So what is required to become Hafi and Hafi the Quran? I'll go first. Um, okay. In my opinion, thing you need prior to become a half of RM is just you just need the mindset. And even if you don't have the mindset right now, if your mindset is not 100%, let me just tell you that mindset will build up. For example, lots of um, children, a lot of us get started on memorizing the Quran when we're really young and so at that moment in our lives we can't say 100% we had the the mindset and we're like oh yeah I'm within this many days this many years this many weeks I'm going to be done with memorizing the Quran I'm going to do this 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 a lot of that mindset and a lot of that goal-oriented thinking comes after memorizing for a couple of years you memorize for a couple of years you see your peers um, around you memorizing and that in itself starts to motivate you to go forward. So the only thing that's required is honestly the the heart to do it because mm. it's honestly a thing that anyone can accomplish. You know, mm. having um, memorized Quran for so long, you know, at, when you're um, in that feeble younger age, a lot of times you're like, oh my God, when am I gonna get to the end? When am I gonna memorize the Quran? You know, a lot right. of times you, you don't picture it yet. And sure. And um, for people who are just starting out, that might be the case for you, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, it's extremely doable if you put your heart to it. And the Quran is, is it's almost that type of thing where as the more you do it, the much better you get at it. You get, when, when that's I started, right. Uh, memorizing at like a North school. I remember we were memorizing like like half a page was too much for me. Uh, we were writing like five lines a day, and it would take us like maybe like uh, in a week we would uh, finish memorizing maybe like two pages or a page and a half. And then when by the time I got to um, you know by the time I got TTH around the ending of my memorizing, I was memorizing three pages a day. Like three mm. pages in comparison to five lines, it's a very big gap. And you know, we're doing um, revision, twenty pages, things like that. And but we did not get there in a day. And I think that's the most important lesson that everyone needs to learn. It's that 
as you memorize the Quran, you will improve systematically as long as you put your heart to it. At the beginning, you might not feel like, oh, I can get to the end. But the Quran, subhanAllah, is that type of thing that as you start, you get so much closer to the end and you get there faster as well. So uh, I do think that anyone with the mindset, anyone that wants to do it, can do it with the help of Allah and dedication. Alhamdulillah, inshallah. So, uh, Afid Abdullah, over to you. Abdullah? Abdullah? So, um, so Fatima, so, um, so, so at what age did you complete the memorization of the Quran? By the grace of Allah, I was able to complete the memorization of the Quran when I was 12 years old. 12 years old. MashaAllah. Wow. Wow. Alhamdulillah. 12 years old. Then how... What does it feel like to, to complete the memorization of the Quran at 12? Uh, I feel like a lot of it, a lot of the credit was honestly to my parents because Alhamdulillah and my teachers uh, and uh, my siblings Alhamdulillah because I feel like without those people around me there was no way I could have made it Um, Right. because you know for example when you're memorizing the Quran you know there's always those times when you're like almost like you're stuck Correct. Like, for example, it might be just like, oh, a lesson that's uh, uh, a lesson that you just can't get into your head. And so you just kind of like, oh, like, I'm just going to leave it for later. But having my parents there looking over me and telling me, oh, no, 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 no. you're going to get this to the bottom of this today. And essentially being there to say, oh, no, every single day you must read your friend. And just those types of reminders and those types of um, and that type of encouragement. Uh, surrounding me enabled me essentially to uh, be more proactive with memorization and kind of take hold of it. And at the right. same time, having teachers there, teachers that would say, oh, Fatima, today you didn't memorize as much as I would have wanted you to. And having those um, expectations to fill and those people to also encourage me and teach me to improve um, my recitation enabled me to do things that I initially never thought I was would be able to do um, starting off with my memorization. So I do think that I owe them a lot of it. Uh, alhamdulillah. And um, also having my elder siblings who had also completed the Quran um, in the same age range, it was a big motivation for me because I always thought they were like looking down on me and um, kind of le- um, like watching me. And so like I always felt like, oh, let me uh, kind of get to their level. Uh, yeah. They're a great person. Um, that's 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 really good. So, yeah, go ahead, Abdullah. So, like, I, um, just to add on to what she said, actually, um, the motivation for the fan actually comes from so many things. Like she said, even responding to the previous question about like how the friendly competition amongst each other, um, when your friends are passing you um you see your uh, your friends memorizing you see the older people finishing the band you see the big parties the big walimas 
it's it's really an inspiration because at first you're like oh I I, I want to finish the Quran but you never have the mindset to actually do it you're just going with the flow but then as you're memorizing for months years you start seeing yourself calculating oh if i do one page every day um minus uh, subtracting the weekends i can finish by this date and it's just so funny how you see yourself progress forward and um like even your parents your grandparents the people in the community that know you're memorizing all that is a big um is a big boosting it's a big um it's a big it plays a big role in motivating right. you to motivating you to continue to, to do it yes so i would say all those, yeah i That's wanted very to... good. go ahead go ahead i'm listening yeah, i just wanted to add one thing to what Abdullah said about um the community and i want to say uh, a really a really big motivator was the fact that um whenever someone memorized the quran in our community it was a community event the whole entire community celebrated yes 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 absolutely has made it and i just remember even uh like during uh, some of our like elder siblings walimas uh people at uh the walimas would, would turn around to all of us and say so when, when is your walima happening when are you ha- when is <laughs> yes. your stage next yes. and so yeah. you're always like oh yes. i have to do it i have to get yeah. there so, uh, even even when my friend um actually um fatima's younger brother coming to me like ah abdullah what are you going to finish <laughs> it's just <laughs> and it's not like to make you feel bad it's yeah. as a source of motivation just to motivate you even yeah. sibling yeah. rivalry is a thing like i can still remember going to tth with abdullah and fatima and they would be competing with each other it was oh, all yeah. that all that is like it plays a big mm-hmm. factor and like oh you're like wow this is so interesting let me also try and do my best so that i can right yeah you right know? Mm-hmm. right Okay, inshallah. I mean, alhamdulillah, Rabbi. I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really so happy. You know, it's, uh, it is indeed a journey for, for you both, and I really, I really, pray uh, Allah continue to preserve the Quran, Amen. knowledge in you, and continue to uh, um, count body of those that will continue to uh, uh, be in Allah's remembrance. And myself, I pray for myself and my family as well. So, just one more question, one more question, and then we are done with the segment, inshallah. So, what advice do you have for potential Hafiz and half of the Quran? Um, so I'll start first. So, first of all, I'd like to advise the parents, and um, I would like to commend you first, um, Uncle Abdurrahman, like what you did, um, in convincing your, your 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 cousin your cousin sorry i was trying to yeah your cousin to send their children to quran school um definitely i would say for the parents and the uncles and the aunts out there that want child their children to memorize focus on education but in the early stages it's easy for children to pick up stuff so also know that there's a time limit on how much they can focus on the Quran like more than 60% 70% so try and strike within that time range that would be anywhere from 5 years old to to like 18 years old and it's, 
um, and that range is very critical if they want to memorize early and 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 be able to apply it. But I would also say that there's for those who are who have not memorized before the age of 18, it's never too late. You can still there are people who have finished the Quran after 70 years old. It's never ever too late. Now for the children who are who their parents are motivating them, and for those who just want to memorize and their parents are not motivating them. I would um, like Fatima said earlier it's all about your heart your determination you may not know how it's going to go when you're starting but as you as you start doing it little by little you'll gonna you're gonna get the hang of it and inshallah you'll see yourself uh, um, moving at a rate you never imagined and one day you'll finish so it's right. it's, it's easy like we're just saying it now and it sounds very it sounds like oh we're just saying it but the journey is real you start one day and you you have to keep motivating yourself motivating uh, people yourself. around you make sure that they're helping you and at the end of the day inshallah one day you'll finish inshallah, inshallah. okay um fatima you want to add anything before we yeah. just really quick my advice would be um no matter what just be consistent. So as you memorize in the Quran, um, it might at some times or along the way, you might, you know, uh, get stuck somewhere, right? And a lot of times what happens in those times is people will stop memorizing altogether. And my advice to you all is no matter how small it is, memorize every day. Stay consistent with it. Don't let a day go by without, you know, going ahead and picking up that memorization. Because I feel like a small amount of dedication just like that would be one that would multiply eventually, inshallah. 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 Yes. Inshallah. Yeah. What what I would... I just want to add one more little thing to that. Definitely push through those tough moments. That's why I said motivate yourself and surround people... Surround yourself with people who do motivate you. Because those nights where you don't feel like memorizing, they're going to come. And it's and you have to fight through it if you want to continue and Absolutely. like like Fatima said we just Fatima said earlier that she started with five lines I was starting with like I don't even know how many lines but I remember when I first started my memorization jersey journey <laughs> I was doing half a page so it's like half a page eventually when you do it for a couple of months is going to be too easy for you and yourself you're going to move on you're going to want to do more so right. so stay consistent start small and at the end maybe you can be doing three four pages a day inshallah inshallah of you for um accepting to come on the show i really do appreciate you both and um i love you both for the sake of allah and uh, I pray that Allah continue to preserve the Quran in you. And um, listeners out there, um, Hafiz and Hafiz the uh, Hafiz the Fatima and Hafiz the Abdullah, they have been able to share their journey and the experiences they have been through in terms of memorizing Quran. And one thing I'm actually, you know, taking from here, one of the learning points, or for parents out there who are you know kind of um, considering their kids or their children to want to uh, memorize the Quran please pay attention to your kids at the early age of their lives 
um, provide them with the necessary support system, um, consistency, commitment, and all in all, it's all about being intentional. And um, and pray to Allah, may Allah make it easy and uh, guide us alright. Abdullah, Fatima, thank you again for coming on the show. Inshallah, I will definitely bring you back on the show for many more other series of the segments meets the facts. I am your host, Abdurrahman, for the reconnecting of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and uh, I will definitely see you next time. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Salam alaikum. Thank you for listening to Reconnecting the Dot Podcast with your host, Abdurrahman. If you're here to subscribe to this podcast, please do so and follow me on Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube channel. And remember to always strive to become the best version of you. Thank you and bye-bye.